Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. The warden of Territorial Prison was in his office talking to his assistant. Frank, today Buck Kenton and his partner Jake Markle are to be taken to the death cell to hang in ten days. I hate to see anybody hang, but it'll be a relief when those two are gone. That means trouble. Come on, bring your gun. Just finish jail break. Captain Markle. The prisoners are riot, and you better hurry. Later, Buck Canton and his pal Jake Markle stopped on the bank of a stream in which they'd ridden to cover their trail. Oh, oh, oh. oh. I think we threw him off our trail, Jake. How's your arm feel? Yeah, it's all right, Buck. Just a bullet scratch, that's all. Good. <laughs> yeah, I guess he'll have to postpone that angle for a while, eh, Jake? Yeah. I gotta hand it to you, Buck. 
You sure were smart in planning this getaway. I told them they couldn't keep us there, didn't I? Yep. You know what are your plans? We lay low for a short time. We'll grow enough whiskers to change our appearance. And we'll head for Stockton. Why Stockton? Some unfinished business, Jake. Yeah, but that's where Sheriff Gold is. He's the hombre who busted up the gang and caught us. That's right. Yeah, but look, if we go that's back... That's where Ace Lawson is too, Jake. Remember? Yeah. That dirty double-crossing coyote. I haven't forgotten that Ace is the one who tipped off the sheriff about our hideout. You plan to get Ace? Right. But it's mighty risky. The sheriff will get on our trail again and shoot to kill. We aren't going to be the ones to plug Ace. Then how do you intend to get him? Leave it to me, Jake. Oh, look, I know you're smart, but... Before I get through, I'll get even with both Ace and Sheriff Galt. Now, let's get going. Get up! Get up! In Stockton, at the home of Sheriff Galt, the sheriff was having a heated conversation with his 21-year-old son, Bob. Well, send it, Bob. You have to get a hold of yourself. I don't like you hanging around the cafe all the time like you do. Dad, I'm old enough to take care of myself. Now, son, please listen to your father. We're both worried about you. You're young and headstrong, and and you might get into real trouble. Oh, Mom, stop worrying. I'm not going to get into trouble. I say you will. Like your ma says, you're headstrong. What's more, I heard that last night you drew your gun on somebody at the cafe. Lucky my deputy was there to interfere. I taught you to be a good shot and quick on the draw. No, I'm sorry I did. Bob, dear, please leave your gun at home. I'd feel better if you don't carry it. But, Mom, I can't go around without a gun. Well, Jiminy, you can and you will. There's a law in this town. I'm ordering you to leave your gun here, you understand? Now, hold on, Wait, Dad. both is... of you. Hank, I know you have the right as sheriff to order Bob not to take his gun, but... Well, I'd rather have him do it of his own accord. For my sake. Please, son, promise me you'll leave your gun here at home. But, Mom, don't you understand that... Promise me, please. Well, all right, if it'll make you feel any better, I promise. But I'll be the laughing stock of the town. Better to have folks laugh than to get riled up and shoot somebody. Like you say, you're old enough to go your own way. If you keep going to that cafe and gambling like you do... Excuse me, Dad, there's no use arguing. I promise not to carry a gun, and that's enough for one night. I'm going uptown for a while. Good night, Mom. Good night, Bob. Be home early and keep out of trouble. Bob, listen to me a minute. Yeah, what's the use? I don't know what's come over that boy. Oh, I'm sure you'll change for the better, Hank. We have to show more faith in him. <laughs> If he keeps on, Martha, anything might happen. He'd make a fine lawman the way he can shoot and all, if he'd only get hold of himself. Maybe he'll be a lawman someday. Yes, it's going to take a lot of changing, Martha. A lot of changing. Several days later, Buck Canton and Jake Markle sat at a table in the Stockton Cafe. Their faces were covered with heavy beards, and they talked in low voices. I understand the sheriff's son, Bob, doesn't carry a gun, Jake. Yeah? wonder why. Heard he was quick on the draw and a good shot. Yeah, that's what I was counting on. Seems he had a row with his old man promised not to carry his gun. Yeah, that messes up your plan, Buck. Oh, no, it doesn't. It'll work out. I've been watching his games with Ace. I noticed Ace pulling some quick deals on him, too. Yeah, <laughs> 
You can always depend on Ace for that. That's also part of my plan. They'll be playing in here this afternoon. That's when we carry through the plan. Now, here's how we go about it. Early that afternoon, the Lone Ranger, Tonto, and the Lone Ranger's nephew, Dan Reed, pitched camp in the hills near Stockton. As they fixed a lean-to, the Lone Ranger was saying, Tonto, I feel sure Captain and Marco will come to Stockton. They made threats against Sheriff Gull at their trial. Uh, Golly, does the sheriff know they escaped from prison? He must have been notified, Dan. There, that's finished. Well, me go to town now and get supplies and look round. May I go with you, Tonto? Well, me glad to have you, Dan. You and Dan go ahead, Tonto. I'll get the rest of the camp in shape. Uh, come, Dan. We'll not be gone long, Kimasabi. Hey, boy. Adios. Adios. Get him up, come. Come on, Victor. the Indian and the boy reached the hitch rack in front of the store, Tonto spoke as they pulled to a stop. Oh, scout. Oh, Victor, oh, oh, boy. Oh. Dan, me know the scout have loose shoe. You get supplies while me go to blacksmith shop. All right, steady, boy. Uh, when me ready, leave town, me meet you here. I'll wait. Get him up, scout. Meantime, Bob Galt, the sheriff's son, had gone to the cafe and was playing a two-handed card game with Ace Lawson while a small group stood watching. <laughs> you haven't had much luck lately, Bob. But maybe you'll have better luck today. I hope so. Give me two cards. There you are. There's a lot of cash in that pot right now. Yeah. This time, I think I'm going to take it. Let's see. Now I'll deal myself, too. <laughs> I think I got you, Bob. You can't beat this. I think I can. I drew two kings that time. And I drew two aces. Oh, There's my hand. Watch that, fellow. Don't let him get away with that. I saw Ace steal from the bottom. Watch. Ace, I got reason to believe you cheated. Easy on that talk, fella. You had a gun, I might resent what you said. As he spoke, Bob instinctively reached down to where his holster had been. Buck Canton stood close beside him, and Bob felt the cold steel of a gun against his hand. His eyes were fastened on Ace, and they didn't waver as he took the gun Buck slipped into his hand. Then Bob spoke again. I have a gun, Ace. I say you cheated. Look out. Duck everybody. Ace got a bullet. Better have a look. Ace is dead. Somebody better go for the sheriff. Beat it, fella. It'll be a murder charge. I'll stall him. Go to the hideout marked on this paper. Hold it, everybody. Reach. Better do as he says, man. I'm backing out of here. The first one who tries to stop me gets a bullet. You'll not get far, Bob. I'll risk that. Ah, steady, boy. Come on, get him. Meanwhile, hearing the commotion, Dan Reed, who was waiting nearby in front of the store, ran down toward the cafe. As he passed the space between the cafe and the next building, just before Bob came out, Dan saw a figure leave the side window of the cafe and run toward the back. Out of curiosity, Dan ran back between the buildings and saw the man mounting behind the cafe. At that moment, the man turned and saw Dan. He drew a gun and called out. Hey, boy, come here and be quick. All right. You saw me leaving that window, didn't you? Well, I... I told you. I know you did. 
Now get on one of these horses here and hurry. You're coming along with me. But why? I didn't... I said mount. Go on. All right. Steady. Now ride down the back way. I'll plug you if you try to attract attention. Get going. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Come on. Get up. A few minutes later, just as the sheriff hurriedly went into the cafe, Toto rode down the main street. Noticing the excitement as men crowded around the cafe door, Toto stopped and dismounted. Then he went inside to see what was going on. When he entered, a man was telling the sheriff what occurred. Then a gun suddenly appeared in Bob's hand. They both jumped up. There were two quick shots and Ace fell dead. I can't believe it. Bob left his gun home. Then he must have got another one someplace. We all saw the gun play, didn't we, fellas? Toto stood listening and watching. He saw the drawn look on the sheriff's face as he stood with all eyes on him. Then the sheriff spoke. All right, men. Form a posse and meet me in front of my office as soon as you can. We'll go after my son, Bob, and bring him in. Somebody get the corner. I'm, I'm going to get my horse ready. As the crowd dispersed, Toto noticed a gun on the floor under the table. He quickly bent down and picked it up. The name Ace was carved into the handle. Mm, gun cold. It's not been fired. They put gun back. Then, meet Dan, go to camp, tell the ranger. Toto went to the hitch rack in front of the store. Dan's horse, Victor, was still there, but Dan wasn't in sight. Toto inquired at the store. You see boy buy supplies while go? Yeah, he was standing out front when the commotion started at the cafe. I seen him running down that way, but I haven't seen him since. Uh, me go wait a little longer. Toto waited a while longer, then searched the town for Dan without success. Finally, becoming alarmed, he went back to the hitch rack. Listen, Scout. Me go back to camp. Lead Victor. Me tell Lone Ranger. Maybe something happened to Dan. Easy, Scout. Easy, fella. Get him off, Scout. Come, Victor. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue. Toto rode hurriedly to camp and told the Lone Ranger about the shooting in the cafe and about Dan. 
The masked man and Indian, both greatly concerned, galloped back to town where they separated. The Lone Ranger searched behind the buildings while Tonto looked along the main street. Finally, the Indian walked between the buildings where Dan had gone. Suddenly, something caught his eye. He knelt for a closer look. That looked like Mark a boy's boot. Maybe it marked Dan's boot and him come this way. Slowly, the Indian moved on. Where the tracks passed near the cafe window, his sharp eye saw the marks of a man's boot. Once more, Tonto stopped. Oh, looked like fella stand here at window. Then him go behind cafe, where smaller boot marks go. Me see where tracks go. Tonto followed both sets of boot marks to the back of the cafe. Then he quickly went back to the grove. A few moments later, the Lone Ranger arrived. Tonto, I see you didn't find Dan. Kimosabe. Yes. Me see marks, a boy's boots. See marks, a man's boots. Man stand near window cafe. Then go get horse over there. The marks you think might be Dan's went there too? Ah. Show them to me, will you? Ah. The masked man and Indian went to where the boot marks were plainly seen. The Lone Ranger studied them a moment, then spoke. I think those are Dan's boot marks, all right. In that case, he mounted a horse here and rode away with the man. Not right. It means Dan must have been forced to leave town. Uh-huh. Let's get the horses and follow the trail they left. We must find the boy before something happens to him. Come on, hurry. What's that he's got here? Come up, stop. Come back there. After forcing Dan Reed to go with him from town, Jake Markle took means to cover their trail by riding a couple of miles in shallow water. Jake waited until they came to a place where the bank bordering the stream was smooth and rocky so that marks wouldn't show. At this point, Dan managed to drop one of the Lone Ranger's silver bullets which he had in his pocket. Later, they entered a shack on the edge of a desert. Buck was already there since he took a shortcut. Hey, what's the idea of the boy, Jake? Well, he saw me at the window of the cafe. I had to bring him. But I don't know what this is all about. I figured somebody might ask him questions and put two and two together, boy. Well, we can't let him go now. Tie him up, put him on the bunk for the time being. Why should you keep me here? Shut I up and get back there. I'm tying you up and that's that. Now get going. Shortly after that, Dan heard a rider stopping outside the shack. Here comes the sheriff's son now, Jake. <laughs> Yeah, now he's an outlaw just like us. Come on in. You'll be safe here. I don't know why you helped me, mister, but thanks. The slip of paper showing how to get here come in handy. Introduce me to your new friend, Buck. Sure. Bob Galt, this is Jake Markle. All right. Jake Markle. And he called you Buck. That's right. <laughs> That's my name. I'm Buck Kent. Well, wait a minute. My father got word you two had escaped prison. Wait, you gave me that gun because you wanted to get me in trouble, didn't you? That's right. I heard you were hot-headed, Galt, and I figured you'd do what you did. Now you're being hunted as a killer by your own father. Why, you... Hey, hold it. I'd get his gun, Buck. That's a good idea. I'll take this gun, Galt. Buck stood holding his own gun in one hand and the one he took from Bob Galt in the other. Then he walked over and sat at a table, placing both guns down in front of him. Now, sit down, Galt. Well, you... you've made a killer out of me. Maybe you'd like to join up with us now that you have to run from the law, Galt. Now, look. I may be wanted for a killing, but I'm not tying up with dirty coyotes like you. Who's that? Just a snooping youngster who might carry tails. You're lower than I thought. You ever treat the boy like that? What's it to you? I don't stand by and say a youngster mistreated. Well, what are you going to do about I'm it? I'm going to get him out of here and back to town. Then I'll give myself up. No, no, you're not. Neither one of you will get away from here to your savvy. Get out of my way, you... By thunder, if I was wearing my gun, I... Listen, quiet him down, Buck. Oh. 
Maybe you killed him. Shut up, Button. We'll tie up Bob Galt and toss him on the bunk with the boy. Later tonight, we'll get him out of here. Yeah? Where are we going to take him? Out on the desert a few miles. Leave him tied up. Nobody will ever find him there. And we'll come back here, pack our stuff, and head for the border. <laughs> we sure put it over, huh, Jake? Yeah. Hey, look, uh, you better wear your gun, Buck, instead of leaving it there on the table. Somebody might come snooping. Yeah, I'll take mine and put it in put it one of the table drawers here. Time in. Yeah, we'll start out for him pretty quick. <laughs> I've sure had my revenge on Ace and the Sheriff. All in one big sweep. The Lone Ranger and Tonto followed the trail left by Jake and Dan, but lost it at the stream. After long, careful searching, the Lone Ranger found the silver bullet Dan dropped, showing where they had left the water. They decided to search the ground beyond the rocky surface to pick up the trail again. While the Lone Ranger and Tonto were still searching, Buck decided it was time to leave the shack with Dan and Bob Galt. When they returned to the shack after leaving Bob and Dan Reed in the desert, Buck and Jake approached cautiously. Night had fallen, but a bright moon was shining. As they rode toward the clearing where the shack was, Buck drew rain. Oh, 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 oh boy. What are we stopping here for? Keep your voice down. We move closer to the shack on foot to make sure that nobody trailed us there. Yes, come on. Easy. When they reached the edge of the clearing, Buck pointed. Hey, look. Two horses in front of the shack. One of them white. The hombres just went inside. Hey, we better beat it. Ah, they just lighted the lamp inside. They'll think we left, so they won't be expecting us to sneak back. We get the drop on them. Come on. Hey, what are we going to do? Remember, that shack has two doors, front and back. You bust open the front door with your gun ready. They might get the drop on me. Maybe they will, but I'll go in the back door. They'll be facing you, and I'll have the drop on them. Take it easy now. Come on. Moving around the clearing, the two men approached the shack from behind. The wind was lightly blowing toward them so that the great horse Silver didn't catch their scent. Buck waited while Jake made his way cautiously around the shack toward the front door. Inside, the Lone Ranger was talking to Tonto. Somebody used this as a hideout, Tonto. This is where Dan was brought. Ah. We go outside and pick up trail again, maybe. Yes. The moonlight will help some. We'll see if Silver give one kid of him. Maybe they preach both of you. Even as Jake spoke, the Lone Ranger who had whirled to face the door fired. Me get gun. Now we'll I'm see. right behind you, mister. I got you and the redskin covered. Now drop your guns. Drop! All right. Buck, Buck, why'd you wait till they plug me? That hombre's mad. Stop whining, Jake. They'll uh, both pay for shooting you. Buck Cadden and Jake Markle. That's uh, right, masked man. Where's the boy you brought here? Hey, how did he know? Shut that? up, Jake. What boy are you talking about, mister? You must be loco. I know that I you... I haven't time to gab with you. You had no right snooping around. Get him, lad, Buck. Let him have it. The Lone Ranger realized he and Toto were at the mercy of a vicious killer. His first thought was to save Toto, and next to go down fighting. He tensed as Buck spoke coldly. All right, you two. Here it comes. In spite of the shots, the Lone Ranger swung around and lunged at Buck. Hey, this! Hey, what? Catching the startled killer with two blows to the chin. You're through! No. Uh. While the Lone Ranger was at Buck in a burst of anger, Toto quickly picked up the guns and covered Jake. You? Meanwhile, Buck stepped back under the terrific rain of sledgehammer blows, at the same time trying to retaliate. I shot you twice, I don't savvy. You savvy this? No! Them shots. You wounded, maybe. No, I'm all right. Buck, you fool. You took the wrong gun when we left. You got the one you gave Galt with the blanks in it. Toto, you hear that? Uh, it mean young fella, not shoot Ace Lawson. Now look at this gun. Three of the blanks have been fired. Buck fired two at me. That means Bob Galt fired one. Ah. 
But them say men at cafe hear two shots. Me see gun Ace had, it not been fired. The footprints under the cafe window. That means one of these men shot Ace through the open window. Huh. Now, Canton, tell me about that boy or I'll... Get up, Canton. Come on, talk. I don't know what you're talking about. We know a boy was brought here. We followed his trail from town. Now speak up. Where is he? You'll be glad to talk when I get through with you. No! Say it! The Lone Ranger, disturbed by thoughts of what might have happened to Dan Reed, was driven into a blind fury by Buck's refusal to tell where the boy was. Though Buck tried to defend himself, the masked man's furious attack and hard, quick-striking blows caused Buck to stumble back to the wall. No, wait, wait! Tell me where the boy is. Tell me! Without that up, the masked man pounded away at the killer, who finally gave up fighting back and put his arms up to ward off the terrific blows. Talk, where's the boy? As Jake and Toto watched, Buck began to sag under the punishment. Still, the Lone Ranger pounded at him. You don't talk now. Take no, don't, don't, don't. Him don't. Me. Wait, wait. Him be unconscious soon. I must make him talk. Toto, something's happened to Dan. Talk, you are. Yes, yes, I'll tell you. Don't hit me again. Galton, the boy, they're tied up out in the desert near Point Rock. You yellow back coyotes. I ought to no, take no you. No, no, Easy. All right, reach over. No. Get away. Take it easy, Sheriff. These are the men you want. Buck Canton and Jake Markle. Great day, I remember you. You and the Indian helped me round up the Munson gang last year. Right. My son Bob, we trailed him here. Yes, I know the whole story. Bob and a young friend of mine were left tied hand and foot out on the desert by these two men. We go get them at Point Rock. There are some explanations I'll make on the way. We left Dan's horse back in the trees. All right. Come on, men. Bring those two pole cats with you. Let's get going. Later, on the desert, Dan and Bob heard the thud of horses, then saw the riders coming over the moonlit sand. In a few moments, the Lone Ranger and Toto, with the sheriff and posse, reined to a stop beside them. <laughs> Dan, are you all right? Yes, sir. I'll cut the ropes. Quickly, the masked man cut the ropes that bound Dan and Bob Galt. Then Bob stood facing his father. Dad, I... I'm sorry. I was intending to give myself up, but they wouldn't let me. He was going to do it for me to get me back safe. I appreciate that, Bob, more than I can tell you. But your father has good news for you. I sure have, Bob. The gun can't slip to you had blanks in it. His pal Jake Markle shot and killed Ace. What? He killed him. Oh, I can't believe it. The masked man figured it out. Then we got those two killers to admit it. There's a delayed hanging waiting for both of them. Dad, I... Believe me, from now on, I'll take your advice and Mom's. Fine, fine, son. I'll make a good lawman out of you yet. I'm sure Bob will do his best, Sheriff. Well, now that we've found Dan, we'll cut off from here and head south. We'll see you again sometime. We really came up this way to help find Canton and Markle. Well, you sure did it. (laughs) And you left them kind of in poor shape, too. So long, mister, and thank you. Adios. Adios. Hi, mister. Golly, Dad. You seem to know that masked man. Who is he, anyway? I got to know him about a year ago. And thank heaven, son, he came back in time to help me now when I needed help most. But for him, you might have been hanged and your mother disgraced and heartbroken. Yep, it's a lucky day for us that we had the Lone Ranger here.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Franz Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. <laughs>